Hello, hello, and hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode, if not now, when. And today, oh my goodness, I am so excited for today's special guest. We have Lisa Bolin on the show with us, and Lisa. She is a lifetime learner as well as lifetime teacher. She is so so passionate about empower our next generation through education. And after spend decades decades in the classroom, Lisa decided to pivot and step into kitchen and create an incredible CBG brand, the Other Mother, a vinegar drink company that offers incredible taste as well as all the wonderful health benefits in one small bottle. And actually, fun fact: I met Lisa in the San Antonio farmers market, which, in my opinion, is the world's most amazing market in the entire world. So that's where I hang out in the weekends, and I get a chance to taste that vinegar, and I just instantly fall in love. And that's how we have a conversation today. So with that, I am so excited. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us, and welcome to the show. Totally, my pleasure to be here, Wen. Totally. Oh my goodness! And thank you so much, Lisa. So tell us, right? How does all the journey get began? Well, I would have to go all the way back to being born a rancher's daughter because that was the type of lifestyle I had, and it meant a lot of hard work outside. And we had our own garden, and you got to harvest what you grew,、mm. and beautiful food that we brought to the table, which made this enormous feast for the family. And having family time around the table—that's really why food is so important to me, because it just gives us that platform to just dive into relationship. What's next from there? Well, from there, I. I, I guess I might have been the original millennial because I've had lots of careers. I、uh, I started after college. I started as a technical writer. I did that for、uh, a while, a few about twelve years, and then I thought I would be a mother, and I did that for another decade, and then I actually went back and got my teaching certificate and began teaching. The object was to get to high school before my kids actually got there because we know that's a terrible. Strange and wonderful place,、uh, but anyway. And from there, once I、uh, was able to graduate from high school, finally, then I thought, well, I'm going to try this entrepreneurial thing out. And that was when the vinegar legacy was born. And vinegar, it's pretty crazy, right? So tell us a little bit more. So you, at this point, you were teaching, right? You got your certificate. You were teaching, and all. How does that moment come about? What, what inspired you to decide? You know what? Vinegar sounds interesting. Like how how does that transition come about in your、uh, your experience? Well, it really started on a family vacation.、Um, we took the whole family over to Italy and we tasted amazing balsamic vinegar for the first time. Not really, we don't get the opportunity in this country to get such amazing vinegar that's been in a barrel, actually a series of barrels for fifteen, eighteen, twenty years. It starts out as a hundred gallons, and it ends up, you know, as about three, and、um, that was where our love for vinegar started. Tasting it at, in Florence at that time, so once we got back home, we thought we'll just give that a try. So the object was to make a balsamic. However, after only one year in the barrel,、uh, patience was up. 
So, so we tapped the barrel and we tasted it and we're amazed by it. We had always loved the benefits associated with a live vinegar, a probiotic rich, full of that good bacteria. And um, so we just thought it was too good to keep to ourselves. And that's when we began to share it. And it was just a few short years ago. Our first vinegar went into the bottle in 2018. So yeah, that's how it kind of got going. I know it's crazy. Vinegar. That's beautiful. And do you always know you want to be entrepreneurs before that moment? Or that was the moment you decide that might be something that is your calling next? I would say I was probably terrified to be an entrepreneur and thought it was well outside my grasp, but it's not, it's not outside anyone's grasp and you should dream big. And as my dad would say, after you dream big, then you're going to have to work hard. Then you're going to have to work harder. So that's how you do it. You just keep working, keep doing it. I love that. So, so after the trip, after you got fascinated by vinegar, after you start making your first barrel and you love how it come out, how it tastes, you decide to share with everybody else. And at that moment, you, I imagine you start the business, right? So tell us about the journey. Um, is entrepreneurship the life exactly you anticipate or how does that go from there? You know, I don't know. I don't remember what I expected. Um, but being a lifetime educator, I think I expected that there would be a learning curve. I did not know it was going to be quite so steep uh, because the food industry is very, very rough. It's a rough industry to break into. Um, thankfully, we're thankful that we had farmers markets, as you noted earlier, to get out there and share our products with people other than people that would sit around my own dining table and um, get it out to the people and let them decide if it's worthy or not. Uh, and we did start by just making vinegar and we thought we would sell only vinegar. But as you mentioned, we also make vinegar shrubs. And that is the product that people are just delighted with right now. And, and that's what we are focusing on because it's not just good tasting. It's good for you. And that's important. That's really important this day and age. I love vinegars, by the way. I taste so many weird kind of vinegars, the bottles. And when I met Lisa, the other mother, oh my goodness. Then raspberry, if you're looking for one, that is the one to go for. Very yummy. Um, <laughs> so Lisa, back to the entrepreneur journey. Like you mentioned, the, the learning curve is quite steep and you mm -hmm. didn't anticipate that. Tell us, what is the one biggest surprise or biggest uh, thing that you did not kind of anticipate before? Wow. Surprises. Um, I think every day brings a new surprise. Um, I, I'm pretty sure the biggest surprise to me was I thought the goal would be to get my product in the store and on the shelf. Mm -hmm. And that is a, that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. And it takes a long time, but even harder than that, even more challenging is getting the word out to people so that they actually buy the product and take it home and get to enjoy it. And I guess I just thought magically that once you put it on the shelf, that people would flock to it and take it away, but that's not the case. So it's an opportunity and um, I'm still learning. There's every, like I say, every day you learn more and more and more from supply chain to um, having labels and graphics and social media and Wow, it's a it's a long list. It's a lot to uh, to to get a handle on. I don't have a handle yet. I'm working on it. 
you know, now 2021 has been, well, almost three years when I started a business. And I'm sure there are so many up and downs, you know, like you mentioned, supply chain, label, marketing, you know, all the wonderful good stuff. I'm curious, what is the hardest thing? The hardest thing you have to overcome, or even maybe a mistake that come to your mind that really help you shape you, you know, being an entrepreneur you are today. Hardest thing. Let me think. Well, when you get help with a, a co-packer to um, package your product, a big decision you have to make is how many units that you're going to package. Mm-hmm. And you have to forecast to make that decision. And I think probably the biggest misstep would have been that we well overestimated our need, our demand. Mm-hmm. And it's very costly. So it was a costly, I'm not going to call it a mistake, but I'm going to say maybe a false step in where we overestimated. And so then we, then you are flush with inventory, but guess what? That's, that's the rough part, but the, that gives opportunity as well, because now you have a warehouse full of inventory and that gives you a chance to go out and find a new place and a new opportunity, a, a new market in which to sell it for you. And so I guess I really try hard to think of a mistake as an opportunity to, um, to, to make that pivot, to do something, try something different and see if you can make it uh, turn right around on its head. Wow, Lisa, I love that you're such a lifetime learner. And I mentioned earlier that I can see whatever curveball throw to you, you just can look at it and try to pivot and make lemon a good lemonade. Yes. Since <laughs> we're talking about vinegars. Um, I wanted to ask you, the past three years, you know, despite, you know, maybe pivoting here, mistake here, you know, what, uh, is there a moment that's very hard? Is a moment that is there daily you're like, you know what, when I don't know if I have a business, I don't know if I can get that tomorrow again. I'm sure you mentioned like CPG world is pretty brutal. Every single day that new surprises come your way. Is there a moment that you felt like maybe, you know, fall table? I don't know if we got this. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. When you recall that moment and also with that, how do you move forward in that presence of that that environment? So I would have to say um, in the middle of the pandemic, we life shut down for everyone. Life shut down. um, Many markets shut down. Our sales avenues shut down. And yes, there was a time at that point we were not in retail distribution. We had a few small retailers that were selling for us, but no big box retailer. And so it was hard to make the monthly payments. We have to to pay your lease and you have all this going. And so there was a, there was a moment where we thought, yeah, we might have to roll it up. We may have to just mothball it and say, we tried and it, it didn't work. And now we'll try something else. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really seriously when I'm going to tell you that it was a blessing from God because in that moment, is when we got a, a, it was actually a text from someone that we had talked to before that said, how do you feel about a Zoom call with HEB? Oh. And that was our turning point. That was a full on turning point. And, and, and in our estimation, it was simply supposedly a meet and greet conversation. Mm-hmm. We had no idea if they had seen the product, tried the product, we didn't know. And so we got on a Zoom call with them and it was a very casual half hour maybe. 
And when the, the call was wrapping up, uh, the buyer said, okay, I'm going to take it all. And that's how we, that's how it started. And that oh was, God. and that hasn't even been a year. It's been an HEB yet. That was late last fall. And so, yeah, we're coming, we'll come up on our year. I think it was September. So yeah. So that was huge for us. Huge. Wow. So I really can't take credit for getting myself out of that scrape. I really think that that was, like I said, I think that was a, a blessing. So at this point, you're at HP. Um, tell us, you know, what is next for you, right? Sounds like, you know, pandemic has been quite a test. You're able to pivot and now you are on the, in the major uh, growth raising taxes here. What is next for you? Well, we're not in every HEB. So one thing we'd like to do to grow is to, um, first off, we have, eight different SKUs and we'd like to expand that so that we have all of those SKUs in the HEBs um, in their healthy living section. And then I guess we, we're looking for our next big opportunity. Um, maybe Sprouts is, is looking for uh, this type of thing. Um, fortunately, we, we do have a few stores in the Southwest, uh, region of Whole Foods that have already picked up the product and that's very recent. And so we have lots of room to grow there too. So I think we grow where we are. We're trying to grow in this region first and then we hope to go nationally. So that's wow. the big that's big. But yeah, that's the that's the whole hope. So tell us, you know, what what inspired you? You know, sounds like at this point you have so much fire, so much light in your eyes. You know, sounds like that trip to Italy really just not only inspired you, get curious about vinegar, you really want to go big. So tell us what inspired you and what do you want to accomplish? You know, what is the, the mission, the vision behind Other Mother? I think I'm inspired most by people like you, Wynn, and anybody else that I get to meet in the process. I am a lover of people. I don't think I could have been a teacher if I didn't love kids. Mm -hmm. And I also love to see people glow. Um, and by that, I don't just mean, uh, you know, have great makeup, <laughs> but to glow <laughs> on the inside. And so to do that, I think health starts on the inside. And we only have one body and we need to take care of it. And we have opportunities every day to fill it with all sorts of not so good choices. Uh, so my goal is to educate people on what's out there that's actually tasty and good for you um, and give give folks something else, something else to hold on to. And uh, and yeah, that's, that's, that's why I do it. I love people. I love that about you too, Lisa. And I remember when we first met in the farmer's market, I was so attracted by the product, by your smile, and that's how we get connected. And I cannot imagine a couple months later and we have this conversation, which is, I felt so grateful and so blessing. And, you know, I think people and your customer, you know, of, around the world can see that passion. I think that is really the secret sauce what make other mothers so successful and so tasty at the same time too. You're so kind. Lisa, I know sounds like today, you know, I feel like your life come up around the circle from a life learner, life teacher, and now pivot into entrepreneur and bring this happiness and health to the consumer worldwide. Um, you know, sounds like, you know, it's a beautiful circle here. And I'm curious today, what made you happy? What makes me happy? Goodness. I think that your infectious smile makes everyone happy. I think when other people are happy, that we just choose happy. <laughs> it's it's that simple. It's a choice. I can definitely see that. 
happiness is a choice. You know, I used iPhone China, and there's a one saying I love that is, you know, um, the right the right translation will be, you can be happy for a day. We're not happy for a day. Why not just be happy? Something mm-hmm. along that, and it kind of stuck with me when I was little. And I think it is such a you know silly but beautiful saying. And I think you're right. I think yes, you know, start a business. You know, yes, being an entrepreneur. Of course, it's not rainbow and sunshine every single day, right? It won't. We will love unicorn, but it's not there every day. Uh, but when you choose happiness, when you truly choose, you know, facing all the all the curveballs all your way with a beautiful smile. Every single mm-hmm. lemon can turn to a beautiful lemonade. And I'm curious, you know, at this point, is I know you have done a lot. Like three years is not a lot of time, but you accomplished a lot of major milestones for other mothers. And you know, being a point of uh, a new or relatively young entrepreneurs, you know, that's incredible. I'm curious, you know, uh, what's your definition for success? And with that, do you think you are successful today? I think that I always look to the next chapter. Because life has so much richness for all of us. And I have always been that person that is, once I've made a change, I just plunge forward. And so I think for young entrepreneurs, it's the same thing. When you make the decision, go ahead and make the effort. Do the work. Do your homework. Learn it and then keep working at it. It's a grind. It's, it's a grind. Um, so I think success takes time, energy, and a lot of hard work. Sometimes we're not willing to put the work in. And I think that's a missing component for some folks thinking that a setback is a failure. I think it's really sometimes just a setback, just a moment to collect yourself, refocus, and then move forward again. Uh, so I think that is important for folks to know. Um, and I think that, yeah, success, it's, it is, it is a personal definition, but yeah, I don't, I pretty well feel successful when I'm breathing. So <laughs> life is good. I love that you mentioned, um, there's a lot of setbacks, a lot of, you know, challenging come to your way and instead of looking at it as a failure, you can move forward. And I think that has been a recurring thing, you know, during our conversation, Lisa. I'm curious, what made you this way? How are you always this way? Are you always, you know, when things did not go right, you just always move forward? And what made you, you know, have such an incredible attitude and such a humbleness within you? And I think that has truly helped you kind of keep driving forward. I'm curious, what made you that way? And we'd love to know. Gosh, I don't know when. That's a tough question. I think I try hard to um, keep things in perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know that I've always been that way. Um, But experience helps. So uh, I do have some experience and some years under my belt. Um, I've lived in different places and I've seen Americans from afar. I've lived in other countries. And so when you have that perspective to see how the world sees us in America, it is very humbling. It is humbling because sometimes it's an accurate depiction of America and sometimes it's very much askew. And so um, I, I think you just have to back off sometimes and try to get that bird's eye view. When you think you have it really bad or you think you have it really good, Take a step back, have a look, and be honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you get that true perspective on what's really going on out there. At least it's worked for me. 
So I hope that answered the question. Yeah, no, beautiful. I think, you know, putting in perspectives, of course, helpful uh, for every single one of us and just looking at um, life as it is. Not better than it is, not worse than it is. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes that always, um, not always the case. Um, and today, Lisa, you know, I felt like you almost lived through multiple different life or career in some way, right? You are a writer, you are a teacher, you are a learner, and today you are entrepreneurs. And I'm curious, you know, if I have this magic one here, like we can change, we can go by the time, we can change anything you want, would you change anything if you start over again? Absolutely not. No, I wouldn't change a thing. I think you're, I think the events of your life um, form you into the person that you are. And I like the person that I am. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't want to change that. I like the family that I have been given and that I love so much from my upbringing to my siblings, to my husband and my children, uh, treasures, they're all treasures. And every event shaped each and every one of us. And it's who we are. And I love who we are. Oh my God, that is really beautiful. I think, you know, to, in today's world, not many people can say they really like about themselves. And I think that's such a blessing and so beautiful. Um, amazing you know that, Lisa, you will not change anything, but I, I'm curious if you will go back to time, maybe picture a 25 years old of yourself or maybe 30 years old, maybe 40 years old, what would you tell yourself, that younger version of yourself? Stop being lazy. <laughs> I think I uh, had a tendency to be lazy early on, younger years. Um, I would tell myself to keep working, mm -hmm. stay with it. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't going the right direction you thought it should go in, then just like we just said, take a minute, take a breath, and then start all over again. Not take a lot of courage. <laughs> or foolishness, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Lisa. And, you know, today you bring so many insights, so many wisdoms on the table. And, you know, like you mentioned in the very beginning that, you know, CBG is not the, in, the easy industry to break into. So, you know, my last question is around advice for fellow entrepreneurs who maybe think about CBG, maybe think about another food, another uh, service offering. And, what would you uh, advise, share with him or her advice regarding you know, really not only bring to the industry, but also really survive and survive like you are today? Well, the first thing that pops into my head is to just do your homework. Check out your product and how it will stack up against what's already out there. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's a very crowded space and that makes your journey even lengthy, more lengthy and more difficult. Sometimes it's a new interrupter and it's going to change the industry and that might take off very quickly. But I think that, uh, yeah, do your homework, see what's out there and then prove the concept, get others to tell you it's a good thing and you should pursue it. Cause I think it's really rough when people put lots of time and effort and money and go into debt and they're trying to, make a better mousetrap when the old one's working fine. And so I think that's that's what I would say to uh, to those folks, especially in the CPG business, because um, yeah, it's brutal. You, all you have to do is go in the grocery store, look on the shelves, look how many products, think about the number of products in just one store. 
there's a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible perspective. And thank you so much, Lisa, for all the incredible insight. Um, do you have any other thing you want to share that I have not asked today? You're so good when you've covered it all. You have to. It's been such a joy. It's always is to see your face. You're so you've got that energy that is just contagious. I love that about you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Lisa. And I love, I adore your product. The moment I met you, I also love you as human being. I can see that you're your love to people, your love to supporting others that's just shining through not only for you, but also the product, other mother, and that just really, you know, keep me just excited. So I am super grateful for today's conversation. I learned this so much. So super appreciate you. And I hope every single one of you who are listening today also enjoy the show as much as I do. And thank you everybody for tuning in. That will be the show of today. And I'll see you all next week. Bye guys.